This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Welcome to the Pipeline Podcast. Great to have you back with me. And I'm honestly very excited for this week's episode because I'm eager for you to get to know Corson Kuhlemans. Of course, he is the subject of this week's show. And I'm so excited because before I did this interview with both Corson and Blue Jackets Director of Player Development, Rick Nash, I really didn't know a whole lot about Corson Kuhlemans. What I did know was this. Obviously, the Blue Jackets selected him in the first round, 25th overall at this summer's NHL entry draft. I knew he was a right-shot defenseman, but going into that draft, there was a lot of discrepancy surrounding where Kuhlemans was going to go. He's a polarizing prospect. Some scouts had him going higher than where the Blue Jackets selected him at 25th overall. Some scouts had him going lower than that. So I was really eager to get to know Corson's story, to know what he has to do to make it to the National Hockey League, where he excels, where he's looking to improve, and we're going to get all of that today from both he and Rick Nash. A little bit more about Corson before we get started. Like I said, he's a right shot defenseman, 18 years old from Beaumont, Alberta. He stands at six foot two, 198 pounds, and he's in the midst of his freshman season at the University of Wisconsin. Off to a great start this season, currently second on the team and first amongst all defensemen with 10 points. He's done it on two goals and eight assists in 15 games. Even more impressive that he's second on the team in scoring. He's missed some time dealing with injury this season. He's played three less games than most of the rest of his team, so really, really impressive numbers for a true freshman. Again, 10 points in 15 games this season as a blue liner. But right now, it's time to get right into it. Here he is, Blue Jackets prospect Corson Kuhlemans. All right, Corson, let's get started. I'm always interested in asking you guys how you got into the game of hockey, you know, whether it's an older sibling, your mom or dad playing the game, or maybe you just found the game yourself. It's a little bit different, I think, for kids from Canada like you compared to kids from other countries or the United States, you know, where other sports are maybe more popular. But how did you get into the game of hockey? My dad, uh, he grew up playing hockey and he played uh, junior and um, a bit of NCAA hockey. So, um, you know, from the time I could walk, I had a mini stick in my hand and I was dashing the stuff around the basement. Who was your team growing up? Uh, my favorite team was the Oilers growing up. All right. So an Edmonton Oilers fan. Uh, let me ask you about your early stages of playing hockey. Were you always one of the better players on your team or when did really the transition happen where, yeah, maybe being an NHL prospect was a realistic thing for me? I think growing up um, in my town, I was probably always the, the best player on my team um and then kind of as the the draw zone started to get bigger and uh you know the triangle started to get smaller there's less players um you know and I was still one of the better players out there I just kind of realized that you know maybe I could go somewhere with this game and I'd have an opportunity to be you know an NHL pick maybe an NHL first round pick and um you know you know live the dream of playing in the NHL so uh, I think you know probably around my midget bantam years is when I started to realize that all right. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I, I'm always curious with that. Some guys are late bloomers compared to others, but for you, it sounds like, you know, you were always one of the better guys, always was a possibility for you. I want to ask you about some of your skills. You're really known for a booming shot. Where did that come from? Is it a God-given thing or is it something that you really worked on developing in your youth? I think it's something I really worked on. Um, I had a net and puck board in my garage and hundreds of pucks, so I just got out there and shoot pucks all day. Every day when I was a kid, um, you know, it was kind of a 
it was my passion. It was what I like to do, just get out there, shoot bucks, have fun. So I think that's maybe where I got my shot from. You mentioned you're an Edmonton Oilers fan growing up. Who were some of the guys in the National Hockey League, Oilers or not, that you modeled your game after and kind of tried to emulate, guys you looked up to? Uh, my favorite player was, as a kid was a forward. Uh, it was actually Alex Nemsky, so I just loved him because he, I thought he had sick hands. He was so crafty out there. So uh, I tried to you know, implement a little bit of skill in my game and you know, a little bit like him. And then I think you know, watching Eric Carlson and um, you know, guys like him, um, you know, as I get older, uh, those are guys who I really like to play like, and, uh, you know, they're, they're great defensemen. So hopefully I can be one of them, uh, you know, in the future. Alice Hemsky, that picks uh, a little bit off the board there. What, what drew you to his game? You talk about the skill, but anything else that made you start liking him? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think, you know, maybe that goal against the Dallas Stars might have something to do with it, but I think I was too young to remember at the time. I just, you know, he was kind of my guy growing up. You played with the Brooks Bandits in the AJHL prior to uh, becoming a Wisconsin Badger. How did you end up there? When I was 15 in Midget, I took a visit to some of the AJHL programs around the league. Um, you know, I visited Brooks, and uh, it was just a cut above the rest. So the facilities, the coaching staff, you know, how they run their program there was just, you know, first year. Um, you know, I kind of fell in love with it. And, you know, Pap's obviously a great coach. You know, he has a bunch of great systems, and he's, he's able to develop players, you know, what he did with Kevin Carr and, um, you know, guys like Dennis Sasana too. Um, so I just thought it would be, a you know, a great spot for me to be able to kind of expand my game, both offensively and defensively, and, um, you know, and I know it ended up being a great fit. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Kale McCarr being there. Obviously, a great, great defenseman, a perennial Norris Trophy candidate now in the National Hockey League. He's so young in his NHL career, but he's already so great. A right shot, offensive-minded defenseman like you. He played in Brooks. Did that have anything to do with you ending up becoming a bandit? Yeah, I think that had a a lot to do with it. Um, You know, probably a little bit to do with me choosing the NCAA route as well, just, you know, seeing how he's able to develop and go through Brooks and go through college and, you know, the player he is in the NHL now, you know, just really appealed to me. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a great, uh, you know, leader that way. And he's able to pave, pave the way for, you know, future comers like me and, um, you know, other guys too. Well, you led me right into my next question there. I was going to ask you why you went the NCAA route, because I talked to Kent Johnson about the exact same thing. You're both Western Canada guys who are going to big 10 schools he kind of talked about some of the guys who had done it before him playing college hockey players like Johnny Gaudreau that he looked up to playing in college, other guys like that. So you mentioned Kale McCarr there. Is that really the prime reason or were there some other factors that play into that choice? Growing up, my parents just wanted to educate me on both, you know, both options of WHL and NCAA. Uh, my mom's a teacher, so she was really big on the school side of things. Um, so I went down, I visited a few schools and, you know, I came to Wisconsin and I, Kind of fell in love with it here too. I just thought this was like an NHL, you know, type place, and just with the people and the facilities and everything they have here, um, and you know, so many great players have started to come out of the NCAA. Um, you know, I just figured it would be a great time to you know utilize that route and, and come to Wisconsin. Obviously, a great program, so. Um, I was happy with my choice. You mentioned the education factoring in on all of this. Have you picked a major yet? Uh, no, I'm still undecided. All right. You have anything uh, in mind that you're thinking about? Uh, nothing yet. Just kind of taking classes to you know, see what I'm interested in so far. All right. All right. Fair enough there. Uh, I want to talk to you about being drafted by the Blue Jackets. 25th overall pick this summer. You know, you were a highly touted defenseman uh, coming into this draft. Did you have any idea the Blue Jackets were interested or potentially going to draft you? 
Uh, I talked to them a few times, but, um, you know, coming on the day of the draft, I, I wasn't too sure I'd be going home in a Blue Jackets uniform, but uh, a couple, couple minutes before I got picked, I got a Twitter follow from the Blue Jackets. So that was pretty cool. Just kind of know I nudged my sister and told her to go record the moment. So uh, it was pretty cool. What were the emotions in that exact moment? I mean, it's it's got to be cool going anywhere in the National Hockey League, but it actually happens. What were the feelings there? Yeah, um, just kind of everything you've been dreaming of as a kid uh, just kind of comes to realization. I don't really know um, how you can put it into words. Just so much joy, so much happiness. Everybody around me, uh, my parents and all my friends and family that were there, um, you know, they were just so happy. You know, they know how much work I've been into it and, um, you know, how much I've wanted it. So it was just awesome to see how happy they were for me and, um, you know, how awesome it was to get drafted too. Do you know anything about the Blue Jackets or Columbus before you got picked by the CBJ or no? Uh, no, I had hardly any, hardly any uh, information there. Do you know a little bit more now? Yeah, I've been learning, uh, looking at Ohio. It's a pretty cool place. Actually, a lot of football sports teams there, you know. Um, Ohio State's, the school's right there too. I heard it's a pretty good football school, so that'll be fun to go watch games there when they battle Wisconsin. You're making the transition to the college game from playing junior prior to this. You know, you're 13 games into your NCAA career. What's this transition been like for you? Uh, it's definitely been a change of pace. You know, the guys are a lot bigger, stronger, faster here. They get on you quicker. Um, you have a lot less time and space for the puck. But um, I think I've started to figure it out. You know, I'm able to you know, create a lot of time and space for myself out there and, and make plays. Um, you know, our team's got to work on scoring goals a little bit more. But I think, you know, once we do that, it'll – improve our record a lot, but, um, you know, I've like the transition I've made so far, you know, I think I've made it pretty nicely. What are your impressions of the college game? You know, you mentioned there, it's a little bit older of a crowd you play against, I guess, a little bit more physically mature of players. That's what you hear about guys that take that college route that you get ready for the man's game a little bit more. Is that something that's really impressed you so far? Yeah, definitely. Everybody's just super structured as well. A lot of teams are, um, you know, super sound defensively. I think it's more of a defensive minded type league. Um, so, you know, it's definitely been a change coming from the AJHL where, you know, in Brooks, we're beating teams, you know, 8-1 every game. So, um, it's been a good adjustment so far. You know, I like the, the change in style and I think it's just going to make me a better player. So you get drafted by the Blue Jackets this summer prior to starting your freshman year at Wisconsin. What's the communication like between the Blue Jackets and yourself leading up to that? Uh, I've been talking to Rick, Rick Nash a little bit. Um, he's just kind of telling me to, um, you know, do my thing, uh, you know, feel comfortable, feel confident out there. Um, you know, I'm not sure how long I'll be here, but hopefully, you know, I can be in Columbus as fast as possible. But he just said, take it, take it day by day, um, you know, work on everything you can to improve your game and, um, you know, see what happens. What are some of those things that you want to work on? I mean, that you already are working on, obviously now, but through the rest of this season and then, you know, hopefully as you progress towards making the Blue Jackets roster, what are some of those things you're working on in your game? I think just becoming more of a complete defenseman um, in the defensive zone, being able to, to use my body position more to just, you know, deflect players to the outside and, and shut down their time and space. I think that's going to be a huge thing at the NHL level. I think, um, you know, so far at the NCAA level, I'm starting to get a little bit of hang of it. Um, and, you know, just always having a good stick is, you know, obviously important, super crucial in the NHL too. So, um, you know, those are two things that I'm really going to work on this year. What's that like for a Canadian kid being able to talk with Rick Nash? I mean, that's pretty unique that you get to talk to a guy like that. You know, he's kind of in charge of your development with this organization. How cool is that for a Canadian kid like you? 
Yeah, it's awesome. Um, he's been through the whole process. You know how it works. He was a great player, you know, first round pick too. So, you know, he understands everything that we're feeling, everything uh, that we're going through. So it's just awesome to have him in our corner. For Blue Jackets fans that might not know a lot about you, can you describe what type of player you are and what type of player you want to be in the NHL? Yeah, I think I'm a solid two-way defenseman. Um, you know, I like to bring some offensive flair and great plays. Um, you know, I'm able to make good first breakout passes and, and join the rush. I'm also able to, you know, use my physicality out there to be able to shut bones down. You ever talk to the other guys that you were drafted by the Blue Jackets with in the first round this summer? Kent Johnson, obviously, playing in the Big Ten, too. Cole Sillinger is with the Blue Jackets right now, having a great start to his NHL career. I know you guys played a little bit together uh, this summer. Uh, has the communication continued at all between you three? Yeah, I talked to Kent a little bit. Uh, you know, we played Michigan once, and we're going to play him again coming up here. So, uh, we just get into it. I have a little conversation before we play those teams, but, um, you know, I haven't really talked to Sill. He's doing great in the NHL so far, so uh, super happy for him. Now that you're, I guess, going to be future teammates with those two, do you pay a little bit more attention to what they're doing? Yeah, for sure. I started to, you know, watch Sill's shifts in the NHL, and, uh, you know, Johnny's all over Twitter and everything with all his highlight reel goals and stuff, so uh, it's pretty cool to see both those guys. What about the rest of the Blue Jackets? Have you been paying attention to what they're doing this season? Yeah, you know, they're having a good year. They have to a good start. Um, you know, hopefully they can keep it going and make playoffs. What about the guys in that Blue Jackets decor? It's a really young decor. You've got Adam Boquist, who's a great, you know, offensive defenseman in his own right, still very young in his NHL career. I mean, a lot of guys are young in their NHL career in the Blue Jackets decor. Jake Bean, who's really getting, you know, full-time minutes now with the Blue Jackets. Zach Wierenski. Do you look at those guys and say, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a, a part of that group and, you know, maybe taking something away from them already? Yeah, they're great defensemen, um, you know, all super high draft picks, all, all great NHL players so far. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to be as they keep going through their career. So, um, you know, watching Zach Kerensky, just how calm he is with the puck, how smart decision he makes, you know, he's never really panicking. He's always under control. And, you know, he knows what he's going to do with the puck before he gets it. And, you know, he's got a howitzer a shot too. So, uh, you know, he's a great defenseman to watch. You know, you mentioned you want to make it to the Blue Jackets as quickly as possible. You know, what does the future look like for Corson Kuhlemans? I know you've got to finish out this season at Wisconsin, and I'm not asking you to say where you're going to be next year or after that, but what are some of the goals that you have for yourself going forward? You know, I'd obviously like to play on the Wood Juniors team. Um, you know, next year, that's one of my – it's always been a goal of mine since I was a kid, so i uh, definitely like to accomplish that. And then, um, you know, hopefully that sets me up well for, for everything else moving forward. All right, Corson. Well, that's all I got for you. I really appreciate the time. Good luck uh, going forward this season at Wisconsin, and hopefully we'll be talking to you in Columbus sometime soon. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you very much. So I'd like to extend a great big thank you to Corson Kuhlemans for joining me this week on the Pipeline Podcast. Very first time that uh, I had ever talked to Corson Kuhlemans, so good to get to know him on a little bit more of a personal level. Good to learn about him as a player, what he wants to work on as he hopes to make the Blue Jackets someday. So again, great big thank you to Corson. But... I'm also interested in learning about what the organization thinks about its prospects. And when it comes to the Blue Jackets, there's nobody better to ask than Rick Nash, especially because on top of being the Blue Jackets director of player development, he's the guy directly in charge of Corson Kuhleman's development. So here he is to talk about Corson Kuhleman's Rick Nash. I want to learn about Corson Kuhlemans because I really don't know a whole lot about him. And I feel like when you read scouting reports about Corson Kuhlemans, it's kind of all over the place. You don't really know a whole lot about him. So 
when the Blue Jackets drafted him 25th overall this summer, what type of player did this team think they were getting? Yeah, so we, we were with Corson Kulamans when we drafted him. I don't think uh, a lot of us in the hockey ops knew as much about him as, as our scouts did, which is obviously the case, and we've talked about this before, that these scouts watch him so much more than, than we have. But um, getting to know Corson, I, I truly believe that we have a complete defensive player. He, he brings it offensively. He's solid in his, in his D zone. So um, when, I, when I think of Corson, what his potential is and what his ceiling is, it's, it's obviously on the lines of a complete defenseman that I think every organization needs to have as, uh, as the backbone of their team. Does he have a lot of room to grow? Because that's another thing where, you know, you read some of these reports and I can't quite figure it out if, you know, I think maybe consistency is a thing that people want to see more in his game, but how much do you think he really has to do or how much does he have to grow till he's ready for this type of game? Yeah, so Corson has to uh, has a lot of work to do to, to become a defenseman in the NHL, which obviously it seems like it's a harder league to crack for defensemen than it is for forwards. Um, I think Corson made a great decision in going to the University of Wisconsin, um, working there with Tony Granato as, uh, as he handles the program there. And we've been in touch with him a lot to, uh, to develop Corson into an NHL player. Um, now it's, it's mainly going to be up to him if he can take the jumps and, and, and have his defensive game mature. Uh, when you talk about consistency, I could definitely see that um, you know, being one of his knocks. You know, some nights he's the best player on the ice, and, and uh, other nights it seems like he tries to do a bit too much. Um, when Corson has success, he plays with confidence, and he plays with a little bit of swag, and um, that's when I think as, uh, as, as Blue Jackets and as a development coach, that's when I get excited. What are the bright spots of Corson Kuhleman's game? Where does he excel? Yeah, so I, I will say that the thing that's impressed me mostly with Corson so far is his offensive game. I mean, when he gets up the ice, he gets up the ice in a hurry. He's got great hands. He's playing first unit PP for the, uh, for the Badgers. Um, his skill is really good. His decision making is good. Um, where I want to see Corson uh, improve a bit is, is in his, his own zone. And when I talk to, uh, you know, his coach and, and, and uh, rely on him and his feedback, you know, he, he believes that it'll come in the, uh, in the next year or so. So I think we've got to be patient with Corson. I think the, um, the ceiling is really good on him, but um, you know, it's hard to be a, a primetime defenseman in the NHL. Is it just a matter of a little bit more experience, more seasoning against more physically developed guys? That, that's what everybody says about college. You, know, you play the college game, you're going to play older players, a little bit more mature physically. Is it just a matter of that and then kind of reaching that himself, you know, more time in the weight room, getting a little bit stronger? Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's a matter of playing against 21, 22-year-olds and, and developing and becoming stronger and kind of growing into his, uh, his body. I think a lot of us forget that um, with this COVID season, uh, the year past, a lot of these kids didn't play many games, so they didn't have like a regular schedule or a regular workout routine. But, uh, you know, now that he's at university and he's in the weight room quite a bit and he can put on some weight, um, you know, he's, he's already a, a bigger guy, but I think once he feels more confident in his body and more sturdy, um, I think he's going to be a, a good player, but, um, you know, there's still some, some work to do for him. You know, you mentioned that COVID season, and I think Corson Kuhlemans is, you know, a real embodiment of that because I feel like a player like him, based off of, you know, my conversations with him, things that I've read, you know, people talking about Corson Kuhlemans going into the draft, after the draft, that 
had he been able to play that season or play more games that season, that he's the type of player that really could have rocketed up a draft board. You know what I mean there? Yeah, it was interesting. I was talking to a few um, scouts that, that work for a few different companies around the, uh, around the NHL, and uh, they, the one guy was saying that he had him higher on his list than we got him, and the other guy said he had him uh, lower. So it was, it was very interesting, and that's what they brought it back to, was, was the COVID year, not knowing um, you know, what it will pan out to be. Um, so far, all my, all my live viewings, I've, I've seen things that I've loved from Corson, and I've seen things that he needs to work on a little bit. And that's our job is to, as Blue Jacket uh, Development Department is try to help him and, and try to make him feel comfortable uh, on the ice. And sometimes that takes time, but um, I, I think he's got a great ceiling on him. What about that shot? I've heard that's a huge asset of his. Yeah, well, to think to step into Wisconsin in your first year and uh, you know be almost pretty much the quarterback of the power play is is very impressive. Um, he's got a he's got a great one-time shot, and then something that's impressed me too is when he's walking the blue line, uh, even five on five or on the power play, he finds the holes to get those little snapshots through, and that's 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 a talent. You know, a, a lot of D-man can just bury it into another player's shin pads without getting their head up, but he can walk the blue line great and find those lanes. Um, I'm not really concerned about any of his offensive uh, abilities. I think uh, we have to make sure Corson, um, you know, fills into that body and gets ready uh, defensively. You talk about walking the blue line, and that makes me think of so many young defensemen in today's game, you know, the Kale McCars, the Adam Foxes. I feel like it's in vogue right now to be a young right shot defenseman that's creating all sorts of offense. Those guys are two of the best defensemen in the NHL already. Uh, I don't necessarily want you to compare Corson to those guys, even though you know he did follow um, Kale McCarr to the Brooks Bandits and then to play NCAA hockey. I talked with Corson a little bit about that, and he said that Kale McCarr is a big influence for him, and he likes watching him, and it's kind of the reason that you know he went to Brooks and ended up going the college route. Um, but is there somebody in the pros or a, a type of game or maybe something that you've seen in the past that reminds you of Corson or Corson reminds you of them? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because, um, you know, you think about 10, 15 years ago and you, you think about the D-man that were winning the uh, Norris Trophy, um, you know, the bigger guys that were stay-at-home and kind of straight-line players. Um, but now with the uh, evolution of the uh, the game and, and how we evolve as a hockey player, that, that D-man has to be able to move. He's got to be able to walk the blue line. He's got to be able to make plays. He's got to be able to, you know, beat the forecheck. Um, so when I think of Corson, I think he has all those abilities to, uh, to do that. When I think of a player, um, you know, funny enough, it's just our fans know him pretty well. And, you know, I'm not going to put Corson on this, um, on this stage yet, but I see a lot of Seth Jones in him. You know, he's, he's got great, he's got great offensive ability. I would love to see him get to where Seth is defensively. Seth's a, a tough guy to play against. Um, and I think he can. Uh, I think he can uh, leapfrog Seth on the offensive side. I think Corson has the skill and the ability to uh, to do that. But uh, if if our fans haven't seen Corson yet, and they kind of want to get some sort of image in his head, and I say this very carefully, don't hold me to this. <laughs> but um, he's somewhere along the lines of of looking like a Seth Jones. Oh, I'm sure that excites Blue Jackets fans, and it, it excites me. It's great to hear, and you know, I'm I'm really eager to see what Corson does throughout the rest of this season, and you know, what he does until he eventually is a Blue Jacket. And you know, right now he's about halfway through his first season at the University of Wisconsin. 
You've talked about the conversations that you've had with him and the coaching staff already about his game. As this season goes on, where do you want to see him go? What are the next steps for Corson Kuhlman's this year? Yeah, so for me, it's kind of interesting because this is kind of my first year of doing development. So these are the questions that you are asking me is the questions that I'm asking, whether it's Yarmo or Chris Clark or, um, you know, Tony Granato at, uh, at uh, Wisconsin. So I, I'm, I'm kind of learning as we go here and taking a lot of uh, support and a lot of help from my, from my peers. Um, as I watch Corson's game grow, I, I would like to see him be a little harder on the defensive side of of the puck. Um, I would love when he's playing with confidence. Um, as the season goes on, I think his, his game gets better, better and better. And I think the important thing for him is, is he, has, he has to realize that he has to put on, put on some weight, put on some muscle, make sure his body's in shape. Because when you get to this NHL level, the pace is so much faster and the guys are so much stronger. All right, Rick, that's all I got for you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Dylan. So I always love talking with Rick Nash. He's got a lot of great insight, obviously, there into uh, the Blue Jackets prospects. But great to talk to him about Corson. He knows a lot about the prospect. And how about that endorsement at the end comparing him to Seth Jones? Obviously not there yet, but the toolkit is there for Corson Kuhlman's. So certainly a lot for Blue Jackets fans to be excited about. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast. like to remind you that if you're interested in seeing Corson Kuhlman's play in person, remember, he's playing playing for Wisconsin in the Big Ten Conference. That means they have to come to Ohio State eventually this season. That'll happen at the start of February, February 4th and 5th, Friday-Saturday series at the shot right here in Columbus. You can head out to see Corson Kuhlman's for those two games. I'll certainly try to make it out to at least one of those games if my schedule will allow me. So hopefully I'll get to meet some of you guys and see you there. But that'll do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Thanks again to Corson Kuhlman's and Rick Nash, and I will talk to you next time.